my name is Christine Gisson, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Modern Artist Project. Today, I'm with Avangelos Saklaras, Greek double bassist, who started his studies at the age of 25 in Athens. Three years later, he was awarded a scholarship at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London to study with Colin Paris, co-principal with the London Symphony Orchestra. Evangelos performs regularly with ensembles and orchestras in the UK and Greece and shows a particular interest in historical performance. He is also a keen jazz performer, improviser, and composer, and he is involved in various creative projects. Some highlight performances include participation in the London Handel Festival, the Athens Epidaurus Festival, and the EFG London Jazz Festival. Driven by his passion for change-making and social impact through music, Avangelos has worked as a teaching artist with Nucleo, a Sistema-inspired program in London for four years. He has led composition workshops in community hubs and schools and has been invited to participate in the Lullaby Project the last four consecutive years. He is also a member of the Impossibilities Collective and a Global Leaders Program alumnus. Thank you, Avangelos, for joining us today. Hello, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly a great pleasure to be here uh, and talking to you. I know I talked about all the things that you currently do uh, as a musician, as an artist, but what led you on this path? So everything started when I was 24, 25 years old. I, I grew up in a place um, that uh, in, in Greece, uh, on an island in Greece, that is... Um, it's quite remote in a sense. It's a very beautiful place, but not much is going on there. Uh, definitely not music or art. Um, and because of that, I did not have the opportunity to uh, to be to be exposed to, you know, all the various activities that maybe kids uh, have nowadays uh, during their uh, schooling. But at the same time, you know, I, I had a lot of physical activities, as you can imagine. Uh, the sea was around the mountains, so uh, I had like really wonderful um, uh, years uh, when I was um, a kid. Um, later on, I I found it quite difficult. I knew that I was looking for something in my life while growing up. I knew that I, I was uh, that the place that I grew up it was not maybe the right place for me, and I was in search of something like a place to fit in. Um, I've tried various things. I've uh, I've went through the army, as we also do in Greece. We do mandatory uh, service uh, for one year. I seriously considered um, doing this as uh, as a career. Um, by the end of it, uh, to be honest with you, I don't. Uh, I realized that, that that was not for me. So I tried various things, and then I think the thing that uh, got me more inspired and um, I, I felt capable of doing was to um, to become a priest. I was always interested in religion and spirituality, so I could uh, explore all these uh, ideas. Um, and uh, I went on to study to become a priest. 
by the end of my studies, almost at the end of my studies, I there was like a very funny coincidence. Uh, I had a dream. I saw myself playing the double bass. I woke up next morning. I thought, oh my goodness, what was that? It, it felt very strange because also I had seen a double bass, um, maybe on the television, but I was not even sure how it sounds, how it sounded. Uh, I Googled it uh, and I found that I liked the sound of the double bass and it looked cool. Um, but of course, you know, I was already on, on a path of, uh, you know, uh, like a, a, a decision for a, for a lifetime. Um, or so I thought that that morning. But then I think the idea was planted in my head and it, it was like a seed that, you know, you planted so tiny, so small, but then becomes uh, getting growing and getting bigger and bigger and flourishing. And some months later, I, you know, I kept on thinking about that instrument. So I found a teacher, which happened to be a great teacher at the time uh, for me. Um, and I started studying originally for pleasure. But then it became quite clear to me that I could actually do this for a living. And I decided to quit my studies as a priest and uh, change careers and uh, become a musician. Wow, that's quite a journey uh, in regards to that. And I think you were really inspired uh, by these uh, types of experiences. And I, I really admire the fact that you just really went for it, you know? Um, you know, when you think about, you know, how music makes us feel, being able to act upon it too, right? So uh, I, I know that you've been doing a lot of uh, different projects and with the work that you currently do right now, uh, with the projects that you have, uh, how have you been able to find uh, fulfillment as a result of your journey? Yes, that is true, actually. I think I early on realized that I appreciate variety in my life in, you know, like many, in various, many things um, and diversity. And also this applies to, to music making. And because of that, I really, really enjoy doing different things, like from playing historical, perf doing historical performance and playing baroque music, doing jazz, composing uh, and one aspect of it is I also uh, discovered that I really enjoy, actually it's not just an enjoyment, I strongly believe in uh, social social work through music. And um, this is something that happened very organically and naturally while I was in London. I'm currently based in Scotland, in Glasgow, Scotland, uh, but I did my studies um, in London uh, for four years. So while there, I started also teaching at the uh, at a, a system inspired program and originally was for me it was just a means of uh, you know paying my bills but I it also happened to be something that um, gave me a lot of uh, pleasure working with kids working with young people working in a small setting like which is which is a, a community there and um, and then later on, I felt a little bit more comfortable, you know, uh, signing up for all these cool projects that, you know, you would do with uh, with communities. And I think little by little, I started building up this confidence and this interest um, with uh, the climax of it uh, being last, last year, it was Easter, I got an email from a friend that was forwarded about an ensemble up here in Scotland uh, that they're called the 
were called <laughs> the Nevis Ensemble. Um, and uh, they were auditioning at the time. They were auditioning people because they wanted to open a fellowship uh, program. Because before that, they were working with uh, people on availability and uh, freelancers. Um, and so they wanted to build like a set, a fixed ensemble uh, and provide training, uh, artistic development uh, and uh, and also do the kind of work that they do. And this ensemble was very, it looked at the time, looked very, very interesting, very attractive um, because also they, they paid quite well. So that was an attractive thing you know I would I would I would knew that I was finishing my studies and I wanted to to move on and uh, and uh, you know uh, have an, a smooth transition towards the business I was already performing as a freelancer doing my teaching but that looked like a wonderful uh, performing uh, opportunity and I took it a little bit lightly originally so you know I sent my details I sent a video and and people they they replied back and they were uh, uh, quite interested in me and in my profile. Um, and then we, we, we moved on to the second round, which I thought, oh, of course, that gets serious now. And I auditioned for the second round. And uh, during the summer, I think that was around June, um, I got the news that I was offered the, the place for the fellowship for the double bass position they only have one double bass and I was very very excited and because of that I moved my life up here in Scotland uh, from from England from London to start doing this kind of work with the Nevis Ensemble now the work that we did is very interesting it is an ensemble or it was an ensemble, uh, and I will get to that soon, um, that uh, took music everywhere, and like literally everywhere. Care homes, hospices, prisons, street performances, pop-ups, community centers, like everywhere. Uh, libraries, like, you know, whatever, like all the places that all the other, or all the conventional uh, orchestras and ensemble cannot go for either practical reasons or maybe for, I don't know, maybe it's not part of their ethos or philosophy, this ensemble did. And my goodness, people loved it. Their response was fantastic. I was so, 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 so inspired doing this kind of work. And on top of that, I got also to um, to, to to meet and, uh, and work with some wonderful musicians and people, part of the ensemble. So we're 19, 19 musicians, 19 fellows. And by, you know, uh, until, until, you know, like uh, all these, all these months, it felt like we created a wonderful family. Now the bad news, um, they started in September last year, 2022. Uh, at the beginning of this year, um, we got terrible news. By the end of January, we got an email from the uh, Board of Trustees of the Ensemble saying that all the activity of the, ens of the Ensemble is seized. Also, at the time, we were also started developing some personal projects with uh, paired organizations. Uh, so it was really a big, big, big part of my, of my weekly routine uh, working for the Nevis Ensemble. Um, and they mentioned that all activity is seized and 
we were also expected our our birth installment for the because we got also the the money in the form of a, of a bursary um, that it was distributed monthly uh, throughout the year. Um, the fellowship was either for one or two years, uh, and it was up to us to choose. They gave us this uh, possibility, and they were aware that we 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 were not paid as those days we were meant to get paid. And they also mentioned that we will not get this money. And they invited us, that was Friday evening, invited us on Monday, excuse me, to have a, um, a meeting with them, people from the ensemble and their board of trustees to end up just saying that the uh, ensemble, the organization went insolvent and they were very sorry about that, but there's nothing to be done. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, that's really uh, terrible, especially for the work that you have already done and along with your colleagues who are participating or who were participating in the fellowship at that time. You know, the idea of having to relocate not only, uh, you know, to a different country, you know, being able to you know, create new connections with people, which it sounds like you have done. And it's really sad in regards to, you know, the fact that while, you know, these things do happen, right, you know, in regards to, you know, sometimes like organizations go bankrupt, uh, sometimes there's just not enough money in the pot. But the fact your colleagues, in addition to your work that you have done, are not receiving money for the work that you have completed. And what does this tell you about, you know, the, the culture uh, in regards to the, you know, connection we have with the, the art that we do, the art that we share and create for people? I think it's, it's not a secret that arts are the ones to suffer the most or suffer first whenever there is a moment of financial instability in a national level, in a international level, or, you know, like even a local level. It is, it is sad indeed. And particularly this case and or, or like any similar case, I think that that kind of work that Nevis, we as fellows and the, and the ensemble that we did, it was really special, really meaningful. Honestly, I, I was extremely inspired uh, by the um, uh, by people's uh, um, approach to 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 us uh, and responses, and I think it is it is always a challenge. It has been always a challenge. Uh, I I think I think sometimes you know I think there is money. The problem sometimes is how this money is distributed and how this money is managed and organized and how the money is spent. That's a general, that's a general thing and a general comment. Um, it's, I, I understand the fact that maybe more well-established well organizations, they, they have more stability, they have uh, better support from government, private donors. Um, but I think it's really important to take into consideration also the kind of work that smaller organizations are doing and how important it is and the impact and uh, that is uh, is creating. And I think this would be 
really considered um, in terms of, you know, finances. Yeah, and the thing is, even with, you know, small organizations or big organizations, I mean, this is a big disparity, right? It's like, you know, when you think about, you know, going to a restaurant, right? Or this is a very basic example. You ask for a meal, right? You pay, the expectation is that you pay for the meal, right? Or it's not even just that, but it's paying for a service. And the thing is, the fellowship that all of you, your colleagues and you have participated in is a service. You are dedicating your time. You're dedicating your energy. How, how did this make you feel along with your colleagues if you if you don't mind me asking when they received the news initially no i don't mind at all and actually um we we got that email friday evening as i said before so we spent the whole weekend speculating um sharing the uncertainty we kind of you know kind of uh, like we had an idea of what what what's about to come, but you know there was like huge hope that oh on Monday we're going to have this meeting. Maybe we'll be presented with an alternative, um, or maybe there will be hope for the future. Things might change. You know there was this this thing going on uh, all over the weekend. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, the news were bad, solid, and sudden. And I think we all felt heartbroken more than anything else because we believed in that a lot we i think it's a complex emotionally a complex situation just because days some days ago some days before we got that email we had the meeting with the ceo of the ensemble um announcing us plans for next year like everything looked so normal and all of a sudden this happened and i experienced this situation as loss loss of somebody i was grieving for for days um, and on top of that we had also to figure out how to deal with our uh, immediate financial responsibilities as it was the end of the month some people were about to pay rent we're expecting our money from the um, from the work that we had done so to pay for all the things we had to in the in the following days and this this money didn't come through so we had to find money and we also had to figure out a way of moving forward from there because it was not only just the immediate uh, financial responsibilities actually a lot of people including myself we moved here uh, the, the ensemble was quite international, the, the cohort of fellows. We had people from the States, uh, we had people, um, there was somebody from Colombia, somebody from, from Spain. There, there were like some people, uh, somebody from India. So it was quite an international uh, group and uh, people came here for that. Some people were already around, some people were even locals and they had a little bit of a safety net around them. Uh, but some others don't. I, when, when this happened, I was about to, I got very desperate and I thought, my goodness, I need to move my life back home to Greece and to my parents. And actually also 
there is also this other thing. I felt there was a bit of shame in in what happened in this whole situation because I I did know how to tell people around me because I I don't know I was feeling a bit guilt like I, I, I guilty I it felt like it was my my mistake or my co- like all of our mistakes all of us like a mistake of of ours but actually it was not we just announced the news we did a, i i'm sure we did a great job uh, thank you for sharing that with us you're definitely right i mean there's so much so much to feel you know uh going through this type of process of being able to understand the situation being able to uh, find solutions with your colleagues. And, you know, I can only imagine the difficulties also with being an international cohort and, you know, the documents uh, that were needed to be able to travel to Scotland or, you know, to even reside in Scotland. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty deep, you know, Uh, and especially, you know, having to find ways to create income or find ways of being able to uh, find income uh, to be able to supplement your needs and or even the needs of your uh, colleagues uh, in such a short period of time. Has the CEO or has the administration of the ensemble, uh, have they shown any remorse or any communication in regards to what has happened? No, the, 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 there was a bit. There was some stuff involved uh, in the ensemble, and it, it, it was a small organization uh, and a small team. So also these people were left without a job. It was not just uh, musicians and performers. Uh, some of them they had it was a part-time uh, occupation. For some others it was a full-time. Um, so. I think a lot of people suffered uh, from this, um, and and the ones that they, to to my understanding, that they were aware of the situation of the financial situation, um, they have not really uh, connected to to share an apology or to you know to say something about it. Unfortunately, that's that's really tough and. Thank you for sharing that it wasn't just the musicians, but also the administrative staff, that the whole organization you know, just went bottom up, you know? And the thing is also too, when we think about how do we handle, you know, situations like this, or, you know, being able to understand how to move forward from them. It's really unusual uh, to have arts, even small organizations, whether you're small or big or medium size, to just provide this type of notice in such a way that makes it so you're having to work very quickly to find something for you. Now, when we think about, you know, being able to find solutions, you know, I'm always a firm believer that there's a silver lining um, and that it's not just about, you know, the individual that's experiencing it but i imagine there's so many other people experiencing something similar in maybe in a different way you know maybe with layoffs or you know things like that in different um industries of how what what advice would you uh be able to provide uh for that 
I I would respond to your to your question with maybe my current situation, which um, also I find at, the, at this at this point I find myself uh, having moved forward from from there. So what we actually did is that we, like all the all the musicians from the ensemble, uh, connected and we kept a wonderful atmosphere of support between each other, sharing information, um, and, you know, um, keeping everybody moving forward. Personally, what, what happened with me is that being so desperate and thinking, oh my goodness, that's my, you know, that's the end of it. I need to, 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 to leave this country very soon. So what I did, I sent my CV to all the big ensembles, the big orchestras here in Scotland, which I wouldn't have done otherwise. It was, you know, a moment of desperation. And to my surprise, and to to to, to create luck, one of the uh, of the uh, of these big orchestras replied back to me. They said, "Hey, we we have somebody being uh, ill at the moment. Would you mind um, stepping in and doing some gigs uh, for us?" Which I did, and then this brought some extra work. And now, as of last night, I got a wonderful news so I got an email from them that they invited me to uh, to participate in their European uh, tour next month which that was great 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 news for me um, so I think the the lesson that I got from that is try out things don't don't stay static like always move forward always talk to people ask questions um make your make your um uh, situation noticeable not 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 in a you know like not in a intrusive way uh and i think also keeping calm that's that's a big 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 factor you know it's so difficult i mean it sounds so basic i understand and and you know like it's it's an easy thing to say, but when you find yourself in a um, agitated situation, it's hard to do so. But I think if you keep cool-headed, then then maybe your your view is more uh, spherical, more more expanded, and you might be able to grasp things, information from the environment that otherwise you wouldn't. No, and I think you know this is something that's really. I think very valuable that you shared, you know, in regards to your personal experiences, because for example, when you're in a point of desperation and you have two choices, you could say, my life sucks and this is how it's always going to be, or I'm going to be in a position where I can make it great for myself. And, you know, just really going for it, being able to say, if it go if it goes well, awesome. If it doesn't, that's okay too. I'm going to try something else because of the fact that we fear so much of failure, of not being able to get certain things. And I feel like that's something that we, you know, as we continue working, you know, collectively, you know, you you talk about the idea of community, how community was so important in being able to help. You, you feel like I'm not alone in this struggle and being able to say, all right, how can we all help each other? 
you know, uh, at least for the time being. So I know, for example, I, I know that you have a campaign online. Would it be possible to talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for bringing this up. So another way of dealing with that is we all, all musicians from the ensemble, um, we decided to create a fundraising campaign and, um, and ask for financial support. Uh, and this is for us a hardship uh, fund, uh, you know, for, for people to, to deal with uh, immediate expenses uh, and for people to, you know, to, to have a little bit of support to get on until they get on their feet. Um, they we were, we were very positively overwhelmed and surprised the campaign has has um, seen amazing response from people um, and that was you know a wonderful a wonderful thing to witness uh, we all felt the support and uh, there is this campaign still going this this fundraising um, and uh, it's it's online it's uh, through this platform called uh, GoFundMe um, and people can absolutely donate any any amount that they feel capable of uh, to show their support, or they can simply share their campaign and just bring awareness uh, of the situation. So, not 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 because you know, oh, this terrible thing happened to us. I think it's a thing that happens in general. You know, it's it's not it's not a rare occasion. It's something that's you know can frequently happen. So I think the more we are aware of these, uh, of these cases and the more we, we know about these, maybe we might be able to predict uh, future, you know, like an, anything that might uh, go wrong. Yes, and I think, you know, the idea of awareness, because it, I think it goes back to what you had mentioned before. A lot of time people have shame you know, being able to share something that's unfortunate that had happened, right? So especially with any types of small organization or even medium size or large size, you know, if you get fired um, unexpectedly, right? Or if you get let go because of some technical error or, you know, things like that, you know, a lot of time people have difficulty because they feel like, oh, um, it's me, where it's not me per se, but it's the organization, the decisions the organization had taken, which are not a reflection of you. It's just it impacts you because of the work that you do and were committed to doing for them. And that's something that's that's a really hard pill to swallow. And yes, I agree with you. This is not just an isolated event. But what I admire about you and your colleagues is that you guys were not silent about it. You guys could have just accepted it. You guys could have said, well, you guys, there you go. But then what you guys actually did is actually so much more impactful that I think despite the shortcomings of, you know, the organization and the hardships that it's placed on all of you, it's actually bringing awareness to the fact that we need to be supporting artists. We need to be making sure that you know within any type of organization you know throughout all industries that we're responsible that we are held accountable that we're also 
putting value to the art that we do and share. And I can only imagine the sadness of the communities that you had gone to in Glasgow, you know, being able to connect with people, uh, you know, through music that they wouldn't otherwise have had. And that's just been all taken away from them. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, when you have something really good to just, you know, hold on to it, but when that good thing goes away, always moving forward, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to resonate a lot with what you've mentioned of Angelos. Thank you so much. I, I, I do, I do believe that as well. Uh, what you, what you say, and uh, you know, going back to to the thing that you mentioned before about you know this very plain example of going to the res- to the restaurant, ordering your food, then there is the expectation that you, it's not even expect, it's, it's given that you would you know pay for your for your meal. Uh, there is so much that I have seen a lot of you know you. You are an artist, and people really expect you to, you know, to provide your your art or your craft, uh, and and because you are passionate about what you do, people sometimes think that you know what that's enough for you. You can that's that's your reward. You know, you you get pleasure out of it. So I would rather not pay. Or why would I pay for that? You know, why would I pay for the service? I think we have we have moved forward from that. I think that's a little bit more. It's it's quite a dated um, idea, but I can definitely uh, confirm that it still exists. I have I have witnessed that, um, but definitely uh, there, there was uh, there was a publicity like an announcement from uh, from from an important uh, person here in the arts in Scotland that said that. With, with the insolvency of of the Nevis Ensemble, Scotland lost a big element of Scotland lost an, like an important resource for for social change. It's really sad to see this happening. Yes, uh, and I I agree with you. People, you know, people, communities, like everyday people. These will be the ones to. To, to witness the absence of the ensemble. Uh, and because, you know, at the end of the day, I think these are, these are the important recipients. Exactly. And I, and I think that's uh, something that's really important. And I, I think we're going to leave on that note. You know, the idea of art, you know, not only just, you know, being something that we we give to people is the idea of being able to create community, um, to touch people's lives, to be, to be able to make people feel something, you know, whether it's happiness or, or joy or sadness or even anger, <laughs> right? So uh, Evangelos, thank you for joining us today and for sharing your experiences and thoughts with us. We look forward to seeing the amazing things that you continue to do for our community. Christine, thank you so much for having me uh, at your post- podcast. I'm, I'm truly wonderful. It was such a wonderful time uh, talking to you and uh, discussing things. And I wish you all the best. Thank you for supporting the show by listening and sharing with your friends. If you liked this podcast, please rate and write a review of how the show has helped you. This will help us be able to 
increase our visibility nationally and in being able to make an impact on the profession. If you would like to hear more about any specific topics, please email us at info at themodernartistproject.com. I would love to help support your community in all artistic disciplines. Thank you.